0: Hi, I'm Meisha. Hi, I'm Peggy. And we really? are Hitting the Road <laughs> right in Mississippi. Mississippi. Hello everyone, this is Meisha with Hitting the Road in Mississippi, and I am with Miss Hit the Road herself, Peggy Brown.
1: Thanks, Masha. And I'm with Meisha, and today yes. we've got Brad Franklin on mm-hmm. um, aka kamikaze. Mm-hmm. We're so glad to be with
2: you. Uh, I'm very, very excited. Thank y'all for having
1: me. Okay, right off
0: the bat, I have to know, kamikaze. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh, I get that question a lot, actually. Uh-huh. Um, kamikaze means divine wind in Japanese. Wow. I did not know that. Divine yeah. wind. Yes, okay. kamikaze I didn't means know divine wind either. in Japanese. So, um, my mother... Uh, was an English teacher. uh, God rest her soul. So, you know, I grew up in a household where every day uh, I was made to learn a new word in the dictionary every day. So uh, my mother made me get the dictionary out and I had to go through the dictionary and I had to learn a new word. Mm -hmm. and I had to learn the definition of the word and I had to learn how to spell the word. So I had to do that every day. Uh, And as I was getting into uh, junior high school at the time it's called middle school now but I went to a junior high school but uh, <laughs> um, when I was coming up with a name for me to use uh, as my hip hop moniker, I wanted to come up with something that was different from what everybody else was using. And I wanted to come up with something that was really menacing and sounded really intimidating. It does sound intimidating. At the the time, uh, you know, people were using MC this or MC that Mm -hmm. to start their rap name. So I wanted to Mm -hmm. do something different. And uh, I saw the word kamikaze. And uh, I was familiar with the word and heard the word before. And then I saw what it meant. Now, of course, a lot of the debates that I've gotten into, because I've gotten into several conversations with, you know, World War II veterans, you know, people necessary, you know, for the term kamikaze. But when I explain to them what it actually means uh you know and in the japanese interpretation even as they named them kamikaze pilots they named them that because they considered them to be a divine wind for them and yes, for, that's them. They- yes sure. for them oh, okay. so uh, sure. so um you know that's how the name kind of got coined and turned into something you know military-wise it turned into something, you know, sure. uh, that had to do with war. But the original uh, definition of it is a divine wind. So oh. I said that, you know, I think that kind of fits perfectly with me being a rapper, uh, you know, with me uttering words, uh, with me saying words. Uh, I can consider them to be a divine wind. It's like a divine wind coming forth from... My person. Oh, I so, I was,
1: so I was, so I was like, uh, so I was
2: like, you know, hey, that fits perfectly. And I came up with this in, you know, the ninth grade, you know, and it was because of my mom, you know, just stressing, you know, learning new words and going into the dictionary and discovering new things. So you know, I've always been big on vocabulary. That was one of the things I think that helped me when I first started rapping because I was able to kind of pull from words and syllables that other kids my age were not sure. using at the time. Sure. Right? And it just comes from the repetition and the consistency of uh, you know being in the dictionary every day. So it just so happened that that name fit perfectly and I was like, I can use this name and I've had it ever since. I've never changed it since the ninth grade. I wow. love it.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks for telling
2: us
0: that. Mm-hmm. That fits along with our whole premise of that all of the arts are about um, the expression yes. um, mm-hmm. of repressed voice, yes. um, and yes. that, that is absolutely our whole premise. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that—that that fits beautifully. It's like mm-hmm. it's like everybody we interview has read our playbook. Yeah, <laughs> because it's because we're all of the same energy on the yeah. same page, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so it's just that's beautiful. I love that divine wind. Divine, divine that. indeed. I
2: mean, I think any artist or any creative that's that's doing it, it's coming from a place of divinity, you know, it's God, it's it's, it's the spirits, it's it's the energy that Mm -hmm. exists around you, it helps you to create what you create, so it is divine in a sense, so I think you know it was was perfect, so I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, all of that fit well, and I think the reason why I've kept it, and hadn't felt compelled to change it, haven't changed it, and still use it now, even though I'm not actually performing anymore, and people know me as Kamikaze, I think it still fits, because even now in speaking and doing my podcasting and doing the radio shows and all this thing is the same exact thing. It's the same, yes. Yes, it is the
0: essence
1: of what you're
2: doing. It is. It is. Spoken word. It's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing.
1: It's a powerful thing, yeah. Now, um, I first met Brad maybe 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. close to 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. and when I was coming down to your little workshops you were doing down at the Art. The Map Coalition. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I didn't remember the proper name. Yeah, but and I'm not sure why I was there, but it was you know a step out for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Nothing I had ever encountered before. Right, right. And so oh, that might have been. Was that maybe twenty years ago? Close to it, eighteen something. It was. It, like that. it, it was.
2: Uh, I would say maybe. Eight oh nine somewhere mm, in there I maybe so. it, 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 we hadn't gotten into the two thousand and ten era it's just exactly. yet. So I think it was around. Yeah, it was the Mississippi Artists and Producers Coalition, um, and it was it was an idea uh, that was before its time actually, because the idea of the MAP Coalition was to put together a union of sorts for artists around here. Uh, it was a means for artists to be able to kind of get information on. You know how to better their careers first of all so we always had speakers but the whole goal of it was to create a cooperative uh, ecosystem with artists Mm -hmm. Uh, we had all of the artists to pay dues we put two mixtapes together we put uh, shows together we had merchandise that we used and we had all of the artists from all over the city that had kind of bought into this idea and then ultimately the idea was actually to put a union Mm -hmm. together To where artists could be involved with this union, and then we were going to be able to, with these venue owners and these promoters around here, we were going to be able to demand a certain amount of money and a certain level of respect uh, in the scene, in the local scene, uh, in strength and numbers. So it was an idea that was before its time. I I think. I think. uh, Yeah. Yeah. um, You know, I had some people that were working with me, and I didn't really understand how to take it from, you know, that idea into putting that union together. Uh And then, of course, when you have a lot of people that are working with you, it's very hard to deal with all the different personalities and things. And I was at a younger age at that point and uh, just didn't know how to navigate, you know, working with other people and working with other people who didn't really understand the concept of what I was saying. So when I was saying, hey, let's put these dudes together and we're going to do this, this and this, and they actually saw the fruits of that labor, we produced two mixtapes. That we produced uh, and we gave each artist in the coalition their own box of CDs for them to sell. And they were able to sell those CDs and they got to keep all the proceeds from it. So we were actually creating an ecosystem that was going to help artists actually get paid for their work. And uh, just didn't know how to navigate the personalities because you know Mm -hmm. with me being at the head of the table you know then there came the backbiting and there came jealousy and there came Mm -hmm. the the questions of you know where's the money going what's this happening what's this happening and you know the union thing is not going to work and I wasn't savvy Mm -hmm. enough in my leadership style at that point to be able to handle it and to be able to navigate my way through it Mm -hmm. it would be Mm -hmm. easy for me to do that now but those are one of the things that kind of gave me the experience and how to work sure, with people bro, from that point, but, you know, page, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so we, we created an <laughs> yeah. ecosystem that, you know, I think would have been really good for this scene that would have yeah. helped everyone, so that when all of these artists went into a venue, you know, off top, you're going to be treated res- with respect, you're going yeah. to get paid for your performance, yeah. Uh, you know, these things that we were going to be able to set out, and then if not, then, you know, we were talking about, hey, we're going to boycott this venue, or boycott you know, this particular promoter, or we're not going to get this promoter any business. So it was really about empowering the musicians Mm -hmm. and the producers. Uh, So, uh, like I said, it was a time that, it was an idea idea that was before his time. Uh, So at some point, you know, maybe it, you know, may rear its head again, Uh, maybe, but you know, other people have kind of talked about this since then, Chuck D and a lot of artists have talked about, you know, putting a union together for Mm -hmm. artists. And I think it is an idea, that needs to happen. I think it's something that needs to come to fruition. But uh, you know, I don't know. I want to be the person okay. to be leading that. But uh, you know, we did start. You know, it's so so when you were coming, yeah. that's exactly what you were in the midst of. That's exactly yeah. what was and happening I, I at was that time. I was not
1: really sure what I was in the midst of. I didn't know why I was there, but I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. and I remember one particular time, you were discussing with the artists about you've got to have um, a radio worthy uh, mm-hmm. song. I mean, you've got to have some lyrics that can actually go on the radio, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I remember you saying that, and I thought, you know, that to- that totally makes sense. Don't defeat yourself from the start. Yes, absolutely. And so uh, there were some good things I picked up, and, mm-hmm. but I was just getting into the whole music thing, and I yeah. wasn't quite sure what I was doing. But yeah, I enjoyed my adventures down there. You,
2: you made your way through, and matriculated, and kind of <laughs> learned. I think you know, it, you know, oh, as, yeah. as as time goes on, we were all learning. Yeah, and uh, I'm still learning.
1: Oh, every day.
2: Every day. Yes. I, know I, I, I love learning. I'm a learner. Uh, my wife says that I'm a hoarder of miscellaneous information. <laughs> so, uh, I like to learn things. Uh, when I yes. see things on TV, I'll Google it and I'll learn it and I'll store it. So, if somebody yeah. is talking and they have just an eye fact about ducks. If I've happened to watch something and I know a fact about ducks, I'll be able to say, Hey, well, did you know that ducks do this, this, and this, <laughs> and I learned this? I like being able to we
1: do can that. hang out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, so I just I just yeah. hoard, I hoard miscellaneous information I mean, to be able to like spew out. Yeah, it's, it's useless. A lot of it is useless. A lot of it is not. Yeah, a lot, a lot of it is not. It comes to
0: play in the oddest times.
2: and it makes you look really smart at those times, but, you know, it's just that I was watching something, and my, my power of recall is just really good. Like, I, I take information, and I absorb it.
1: Okay. So yes. when I do
2: that, so I love learning. So I'm gonna to continue to learn and even at this point now, even as I'm trying to impart this upon to other people, um, I'm learning still. Because I don't base. know everything. I think you know, the the first thing that we need to learn about ourselves is that you don't know everything
0: That's in exactly. any setting. And you so, gotta ask questions. Yes, That's not and I'm not stubborn. afraid to ask questions. Oh, and Peggy, Peggy's the best about that. Peggy is so good about mm-hmm. let's ask, ask yes. questions. Peggy so good about let's just ask. Yes, yeah, yeah. I love to, that.
2: You have to, you have to. Yes, how are you going to learn. Yes.
0: yes, how are you going to exactly learn? How Especially you're in this day learn. and age, right. where the
2: internet exists, and a lot of people are just yes. not willing to tell you. Right. So if you're not a person that does a lot of Googling and a lot of reading. You know, you got to ask questions. So you there's know, there's no dumb questions. At all. I love
0: being with people who, who are open to asking and to answering. As yes. You say, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Right.
1: Wonderful. Um, you started out as a duo with um,
2: with David Banner.
1: Yeah, with David Banner. Yes, ma'am. And how long did that last? Was that uh, we were a
2: group from ninety four. All the way till 2000, so it was about six years. Oh, wow! So yeah, so the period that people saw when we got signed to Warner Brothers, that was a really small window. We were a group long before that, and we were trying to get to the point mm-hmm. of getting signed. So we got together. We were all a part of a group. Uh, called the Stu Pot Storeways that was a crew on Jackson State's campus. So we were part of a crew that had a lot of different people from all over the country who were kindred spirits in hip-hop. So there were people from Mississippi, people from Chicago, people from Michigan. Uh, We had a couple people from Africa. We had a couple of people from the West Coast. And we all connected because of our love of hip-hop. And we became a little crew and uh, David Banner was a part of their crew with us. And then at one point, me and him were having a conversation because we were a couple of the Mississippi people in the crew, and he was like, hey, Mississippi doesn't really have any representation in this hip-hop thing. And we were fans of each other because when we would record songs as a crew, Banner and I were always, you know, in competition with each other to have the best uh-huh. verse of the song. So we ended up, we ended up becoming a, a group, and he named the group Uh Crooked Letters, and I he said, that. And he said that. Um, and <laughs> letters. "Yeah." So, uh, and he said, "You know, we're gonna call us up Crooked Letters because, regardless of where we go, whenever someone says our name, they're saying Mississippi." Yes. So uh, that name stuck, and we oh, became Crooked Letters, and uh, we ended up getting signed to uh, Tommy Boy Records, and then Warner, Bro- Warner Brother Records, and we ended up putting out an album in 1999. Anniversary is actually coming up. Uh, on 420, April wow. 20th, wow. Uh, will be the, I think it is the 21st or 22nd anniversary, yeah. whatever, yeah. 21st or 22nd That's anniversary of, of yeah. the yeah, album. Yeah, it was a while ago. So, uh, you know, a lot of people consider it to be a Southern classic um, because we were doing music different from what people knew Southern <laughs> rappers to do at the time. It All was right. kind of different. Uh you know, we had a different kind of album cover. We didn't have our faces on the album cover at all. We didn't have a video. Like we were really we had a real idea and a concept for what we wanted to do and how we wanted people we wanted people to absorb and listen to our music for the music and not be enticed by what our faces look like or any type of market employer campaign. We wanted them to hear the music. Wow, and, uh, an interesting know, concept. Yeah. So the especially music.
0: for that era. Uh, especially yeah. For artists. I mean, it, 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 it was right. a, it
2: was indeed a conversation because at that time, you know, videos were very important. Then radio yes. was very important. Right. Uh, you know, people knowing who you were was very important yes. because you didn't have the internet.
1: that existed and
2: uh, if people didn't know who you were and could not recognize your face it was a a very hard you know (laughs) road for you to uh, travel on but it actually worked for us uh, and of course you know All those things catapulted and turned to David Banner getting his deal with Universal and going solo and uh, me doing the same thing on my end. You know, that was one of the learning experiences because we had a really bad experience with the label. Uh, We had a manager that, you know,
0: robbed us of, you know, Uh
2: over $150,000 in our deal. of
0: those Um, horrible stories. Too much to learn. Too much to learn always when you start. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The cliche story that uh, a lot of people have about you know, getting jerked around by the manager, getting our publishing taken, and it was crazy because we were both college-educated young men. Uh, You know, at the time we got the deal, uh, David Banner was in grad school at Maryland Eastern Shore. I had graduated, cum laude, graduated with honors from Jackson State. I was working at the Jackson Advocate at the time and then working at the Associated Press uh, when we got our first deal. So we were College educated, but we were not music business. Exactly. Educated. Yeah,
1: exactly. and Those two things
2: are completely polar opposites Ex- of each other. Exactly. You know, you can yes. be the smartest person in the world yeah. and not have any music business experience. Exactly. And that's kind of where we were. And that's one of the things that catapulted us into the point of learning the business mm-hmm. and becoming astute businessman. That's what led me to creating Hourglass in two thousand and five and that's what kinda of led him to do what he was doing because We wanted to make sure that this never happened to anybody else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, during that time we had to fight uh to get off the label. Uh there was a period where we could not use the name Crooked Letters because it was owned by the label. We couldn't record as Crooked Letters. Uh there was a lot of it was a lot of of things. You know, one day that story will get told, but you know, during (laughs) that time period um, David Banner was a very, very excellent producer and he went out and he started producing tracks for other artists and uh, that's how he ended up putting his work together, bartering um, with those artists and he ended up putting a song together that hit and that's what ended up getting him his solo deal. So at that point we just never had the opportunity to get back together to do any more music okay. and then it took a while for us to even get permission to be able to use the name again so for a while You know, we could only go by David Banner or Kamikaze. You know, and we couldn't even record as Crooked Letters. So, you know, when the time came around, I just started my own label and I started putting out my music as well Mm -hmm. in that particular sense. But that was definitely the start for both of us. Uh, You know, there would be no David Banner now if it wasn't for Crooked Letters. There would be no Kamikaze right now if it wasn't for Crooked Letters. So,
1: so were you guys maybe some of the first hip hop artists? We were the second. Okay. We were the second
2: hip-hop group to get a major deal out of Mississippi. The first was Wildlife Society. They signed with Interscope. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so um, there was a represent a guy that was a representative at the time. His name was Jim Evans, uh, mm-hmm. who played for the Giants for a while. And he was one of their financial backers and one of the people around them. But they got a deal with Interscope probably like a year before we did. Uh, But, you know, we may be more well-known just because of the impact that we had nationally. Mm -hmm. But they're actually the first. uh, And, uh, you know, they paved the way for us to be able to do it once they came in. And once they did what they did, they opened up the doors for people to be looking at us. Let me
1: ask you a question. What is the difference in rap and hip hop? Yes. What is the progression from rap to hip hop? And I'm sorry if I'm asking a dumb question, but it's I don't not, know about that. That's
2: it. actually a, a very yes, good question because, good. because people ask it all the time. Hip hop is the culture, hip hop encompasses rap music, break dancing, graffiti, and DJing. Oh.
0: Because DJing we have down is we're yeah.
2: DJing. Yeah. We have that down here's DJ? Yeah. yeah, so okay. hip-hop is the culture that encompasses all those things. Okay. Rap is something that you do within the hip-hop culture. So a lot of people have taken it and said, okay, well, this hip-hop, well, actually, rap music is a part of hip-hop. hip-hop. So, you know, I grew up in the culture of hip-hop. I grew up... Break dancing. I grew up doing graffiti, even when, because we were in Jackson, Mississippi, if you can go down to the train yard right now when you're coming down <laughs> Mill Street,
1: yeah. you can see
2: a lot of the tags that, you know, folks that were doing graffiti, you know, would do on those trains. Uh-huh. So we did graffiti. Uh, I started out breakdancing. That was the very first thing that I did before I even started rapping. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like, you know, if you wanted to be popular and you wanted to get girls in junior high school, <laughs> you had to be able to breakdance and uh, and pop lock. And that's one of the things that I did, first of all, that got me into the rest of the culture. But the culture is actually something that you live and it's a part of. And okay. you, and, you oh, know,
1: okay.
2: DJing, rapping, which is called MCing, DJ, emceeing, uh, breakdancing, and graffiti—those are the four elements of hip hop, and rap is just a, a part I'm of it. I'm so, so
1: glad I asked you that. I yeah,
2: do. and it's not—it's—it's it's, it's not a silly question. It's actually a question that people ask all the time because there is a difference. They're not the same thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, do you perceive in hip hop to be a natural progression from the other genres of music birthed in Mississippi? Since, since Mississippi is the birthplace of American yes. music, yes. how did that? How did that all evolve
2: from those genres? Uh, I think you know hip-hop first of all you know starting out in the Bronx in New York coming from impoverished people uh, Mm -hmm. impoverished black and and Hispanic and Latino people uh, in New York Uh, it it was birthed out of a necessity it was birthed out of an energy it was birthed out of a struggle that existed for those folks at the time and that's what they created Uh, and they started out taking music that already existed and creating breakbeats and people started rapping over those break beats uh and hip-hop was the natural evolution of where music was going hip-hop encompasses jazz it encompasses r&b music it encompasses house it encompasses country it encompasses classical it encompasses everything that we have known gospel music it encompasses everything that we have created this being the birthplace of america's music and it takes it and it puts it in a form where young people can speak to the world about what's happening in their particular neighborhood and in their particular city, and they take all those pieces of those things and they put it together into that. So, I mean, hip hop is the natural progression of uh, where we are musically oh, in the wow. world. That's,
0: yeah, well, it makes sense because yeah. it it's um it is certainly a kind of a broader scope of expression than staying within the one any of those one genres, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, it's certainly. In, in one sense, more freedom of expression, yet yes. on, the, on the other hand, requires certainly artistic ability. You it does. to take it does. And, mm-hmm. and hone that skill. It does. So it's, it's both. It's it the does. freedom of expression, yet the artistic ability to do
2: it. I have, uh, I've also had some spirited debates with a lot of jazz musicians and a lot of uh, musicians that play around town that will say that, you know, rap is not music uh rap doesn't have any musicianship to it, but it, it actually it does. Uh, it, it takes artistry, it takes skill. But
0: it definitely takes uh, that. Yes. And it
2: takes talent to be able to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not done in the conventional sense that people may have grown up knowing what music is mm-hmm. or what they thought music to be. But it is uh, an art form, and it does take a mastery of the skill to be able to do it. It's not mm-hmm. playing an instrument per se, but right. you are able to go in and use pieces of different elements in music and put them together and play them and make them into a composition It becomes a song. And then to put lyrics over it, talking about what's happening in your city or what's happening in your neighborhood, that takes a level of artistry and skill that not everybody is able to do.
0: It's the mixed media of music. Yes. The equivalent to like, yeah, it's mixed media. Mm -hmm.
2: uh, That's a very good description of it. It is, it's mixed media, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Awesome, awesome. (laughs) Does the do the beats? Do people make up the beats first and then have lyrics, or do they make up the lyrics and then have Uh, beats to go with it? That just
2: depends. It, It really there's no and the thing about hip hop is that there's no conventional way to do it. Everybody does it. Everybody does it in their different way. Okay, and it's like any artistic form you can talk to a jazz musician you can talk to a country artist they'll tell you the same thing Mm -hmm. it just depends on what the inspiration is it may start from the music Mm -hmm. or it may start from the lyrics and it just depends uh you know i did it both ways sometimes i would write lyrics and they would inspire Mm -hmm. you know the composition Mm -hmm. and then sometimes producers would send me music and the music would inspire what I wrote. It just depends on what's happening and what the inspiration is on that particular day.
1: Okay. Yeah. I would ask that because I'm not nurse, she's a country artist. Really? Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, that's a good wow. wow. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, Correct, Daniel. We got,
2: a, we got a sidebar about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Not one. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, so the same way when I write, it sometimes it's the words, sometimes it's the music, sometimes mm-hmm. they come at the same time. Yeah, you, know.
2: you you never know, you never know, and you don't know when it's coming. It comes at whatever time. You be washing dishes, you be driving. Right. Uh, the the oh. melodies could come in your head. Right. And that's the that's the good thing about music and creativity is because you know there's no one way to do it. So. You know, I tell people all the time, whatever it is that you're feeling for, whatever it is, you just do it. And then, you know, the people will tell you later on what category it fits in Mm -hmm. later. Just do what you feel, do what you like, do, you know, what what the universe wills you to do. And then it will be put into whatever box that they want (laughs) to put it in. It will be put into that later. Just create it and we'll sort it out later on. But. The first and most important thing is to just create it. Don't worry about it. Just create it. don't work yourself out.
0: Absolutely. I call mine Misha music because it doesn't have a, a place for Peggy and she's like, you're right.
2: It doesn't fit anything. It's
0: like nation music. Yes. There's nothing else to call That's it. it. That's it. Yeah.
2: That's it. When the people that like it like it, yeah. they want to share it, and right. then you know they'll figure out. It yeah. could be alternative. Could be alternative country. Could be you know R and B country. Could be country soul. It could be right. anything. It just depends upon when the people take it in and they consume it. Right. They'll decide at that point if they decide mm-hmm. they may just say, hey, this is good and I like it." I don't know what it is. It just sounds good. And that's the beauty of music.
0: That's the, that is kind of how I feel about it. You know, I, I don't know what it is. I like it. That's, yeah. that's kind of okay. my math. I don't know I don't what know it what is, is, but I, like, I like, it. It. like it. There you go. That's I don't know, it. know what it is, but I like it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And that's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I like it. That's
1: it. So if I'm understanding correctly, you're doing more of, other things now and not necessarily the music. Like you have a
2: podcast. Yeah, a I'm, not, radio show. I'm not doing you still anything, a writer. I'm not doing anything as an artist. Uh-huh. Uh you know, I'm, I'm managing artist now and I'm also, you know, I have Hourglasses a consulting business as well. So I have clients who are artists that are trying to get into the music business who uh-huh. are trying to manage other artists that are trying to navigate through the music business that I consult with. I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't you know created any music myself in a while Uh, just for me it was time for me to evolve Mm -hmm. into another phase Uh of my career and uh, Uh in order for this ecosystem and this scene to continue to grow we have to be able to give back to it and we have to be able to nurture it Uh so that it can grow so I felt it was necessary for me to start you know helping out and imparting my wisdom to the younger artists to help them continue to build this particular scene up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I am podcasting. I've got two radio shows that I do. Uh, I'm writing, uh, and I'm doing branding and marketing for a different artists, uh, managing a couple of artists that I have. So I'm in a more of an administrative role right now, mm-hmm. but I've really kind of been concentrating on radio shows and concentrating on my podcasting mm-hmm. because you know that's something that I enjoyed doing many years ago but I wasn't able to give the time to it because I was an artist at that yeah. point so I'm a mass communications uh graduate mm-hmm. my degree is in, right. and mm-hmm. so um you know I started out writing uh, for papers here in the city I started writing for the Associated Press so mm-hmm. I'm a An actual journalist by trade and Uh by degree is what I am. So Mm -hmm. uh, broadcast and print journalist. So I never really got to explore that because I jumped right into the music pretty much. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I left the Associated Press when we got our record deal. Uh, I left the Associated Press. I was actually covering the Olympics in Atlanta in 96. So that was like my first job. Out of college, I uh, was working at the Associated Press, and I got transferred to Atlanta. And I was working and covering the Olympics in 96 in Atlanta. And uh, which, for people that are writing, you know, that should have been like, you've reached the pinnacle already. You're yeah, doing like it already. It. But, you know, I didn't, I wanted to be an artist. So the passion for me writing at that point just was not there. So again, it's kind of returned and going back and come back tenfold into what I started out doing so now I'm doing the multimedia stuff with you know writing columns uh, and doing the podcast and doing the radio shows and that's kind of what I'm concentrating on right now just trying to create this multimedia thing uh, where I'm able to reach people you know whether we're interviewing Mm -hmm. and talking about music which is what I do on Third Coast Radio or on Good Things Jackson where we talk about you know politics and social issues or the podcast with me and my wife where we talk about any number of things whether it be pop culture or politics uh, you know social issues relationship issues so I'm using this voice now using this divine wind uh, to do something to do something different so yeah. yeah. Right. So,
1: and But I think
0: that fits though because um, so it's not artistry per se Anytime we're expressing ourselves mm-hmm. and, and using your voice as expression, mm-hmm. that is that is what artistry is about. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it's just a natural progression. A natural I think that's why so many writers are also artists of some sort. Yes. And that's why I think... Um, Artists are writers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's what they're poets. they are yeah. novelists. There, yes. like, so it is art. You know, I, it is. I look at what we do as art. Yes, you know, I see as as artists. Yes, you know? absolutely. Whenever I look at all the brands I've created, or all the rebranding, or all the shows, or whatever, mm-hmm. to me, they're just as much art as the songs I've written and the music I've sung. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe more so yeah. in a way because it's it's breaking new ground. Mm -hmm. You know, so... I see what you're doing is still art. (laughs) Yes. It is. It is. It is. It is. Yeah, I see it as art Mm still. So, um, of course, there is the um, Mississippi uh, Musicians Hall of Fame. Yeah. And one of the... Well, it does two things. It um, showcases the musicians of Mississippi. But it's also about promoting and... um, musical heritage mm-hmm. awareness mm-hmm. And, um, and supporting the growth of that. And one of the aspects of that is forming alliances to do that. And everything I hear you saying, you are an alliance person. I mean, from the get-go, you tried yeah. to have an alliance before alliances were cool. You were country before country was cool. You were trying to have alliances before alliances were cool. Mm-hmm. So um, you have Jackson Indie Music Week. I mean, that's that's like the epitome of alliances. So, Absolutely. so maybe um, maybe address that a bit um, because I know you have the podcast, all of those things. But mm-hmm. where, what is your hope and dreams for alliances? Where do you see all of this going? I
2: think uh, collaborations are always uh, are always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do more together than we can do separately. Absolutely, uh, and That's just the basic premise that I kind of live by. So when I see people that are kind of in line with the vision that I have, I don't have any problem collaborating and partnering and figuring out because, you know, we are better together, ultimately. And because we are the birthplace of America's music, there's a lot of people who are doing a lot of different things that are sometimes operating in silos that, you know, if they work together, things can get to their point faster. So, you know, I created Jackson Lee Music Week uh, eight years ago because I saw a void that needed to be filled you know and I'm a person in this city you know as a lot of people know I don't really do a lot of complaining I don't really do a lot of harping on what doesn't exist when I see a void that needs to be filled I just feel it
0: yeah
2: so you know I as an artist I went to South by Southwest and I went to all of these different music festivals all over the nation and, and performed and I said to myself you know these people are absolutely no smarter than we are.
1: Uh They're
2: no more talented than we are. Why is it that the Birthplace of America's Music does not have a music festival every year for these artists to be able to come through Mississippi and be here? So I just created it. I got a few friends together in a room and uh, we created, you know, Jackson Indy Music Week and planned the first Jackson Indy Music Week in 2015. And we met in November of 2014 and we put on the first Jackson Indian Music Week in January of 2015. Wow. And it was two months of putting that event together, and the first thing that we learned is that you can't put a music festival together in two months.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I was did say, how did you do
0: that in two months? Oh, so, you're so, good, uh, it's real good <laughs> um
2: you know they say god looks after children and fools so i think that you know we were all fools in that endeavor no, for think thinking that we're children yeah or children or or both uh so you know we we put it together and it ended up and it ended up working like a charm wow. you know the first week went off without a of charm but we planned it in two months and then we realized that you know in order for us to do this correctly we have to Plan out much, much further Mm -hmm. than that. So, you know, we started out. You don't know
0: until you do it. You don't know until you do it. it. it? So, that was
2: the thing. Uh, You know, I've always been in so many situations where people have met and said, okay, let's do this and let's do that. And that's a great idea. And that's a great idea. And let's get together. And then you have five or six different meetings. Sure. And after those meetings take place, nothing ever happens.
1: Sure. Exactly. So this was one of those
2: instances where I said, okay, we're not going to just talk about this. Mm-hmm. I we're going to do it. And whatever happens, happens. But we're going to do it because I'm not going to sit back years from now and say, hey, I had this idea and let somebody else take it. Or uh-huh. it not happen because yes, sure. I didn't I didn't happen. So, so I didn't make it happen. So we did it. It went well the first year. We planned it. The next year it went off, and then each year it just started getting bigger and started getting better. And now we're, you know, in year number eight. You know, going into year number nine, mm. and uh, it's year number eight was our biggest year ever. Uh, it was um, our, our best attended year ever. Uh, and you mean for the
1: whole week? For the
2: whole week. Uh-huh. Awesome. For the whole week. For Good. the whole week. So we had people coming in from all over the country. Uh, to you know, participate. There were artists that we reached out from all parts of the country that came in. We had people actually traveled in to be able to see some of these artists. So, you know, I think with Jackson and the Music Week is trying to prove that the creative community can be an economic driver. So we're trying to to show people that, you know, one of our revenue generators in this state is our creative community, is our music. Mm -hmm. People are coming here because they want to see people perform and be a part of of Jackson City Music Week or Mm -hmm. be a part of you know, whatever, this event or that event, and these Mm -hmm. people are spending money in hotels, they're spending money in restaurants, they are Mm -hmm. spending money in retail places, they're buying gas at the gas stations, all those things are revenue Mm -hmm. for a particular city. And for Mm -hmm. Jackson, Mississippi, in a city that, you know, of course, thrives off of the infrastructure and having revenue, and we need those dollars coming into the city, you know, Jackson Music Week is a part of, at least for that particular week, we're a part of bringing people into the city mm-hmm. that are a part of the city for that time and they're spending money. So I think collaborations are important. Uh, anybody that has a similar vision to what, you know, we're doing at Jackson and Music Week, you know, we've partnered with several people across mm-hmm. the board and we will continue to do so. because, Like I said, we are better together. But uh, that vision was something that grew into something you know, big, And hopefully it's going to be bigger and it's going to go on even after, you know, I'm a part of it, because eventually I want to be handing it off to my team for them to be able to mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do it. I'm, I'm in the process now of removing myself from as many situations as I, as I possibly can. So I've built up a lot of stuff. So in the next few years, I'm going to be quietly. Moving out of those situations and letting other people run those situations because, in order for it, you know, a lot of people don't understand in order for it to actually grow and to actually evolve, you got to take yourself out of it. Because if you're in it for the entire time, you can't really appreciate it, first of all, and you can't really see it. And sometimes when you get bogged in it, (laughs) you're too deep in it to be able to come up with anything fresh and anything new. So, you have to learn how to take that baby that you nurture and you create, and you got to be to hand it off to someone and then kind of just step back and be in an uh, emeritus type of position. And then you come in and kind of watch it to work. So that's where I'm going to be with a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, whether it's that, whether it's Juneteenth on Farish, you know, putting together that, like any of those things that I'm doing, it's about putting them together, helping them to grow and to flourish, and then letting people take it Mm -hmm. and let that seed grow and turn it into something else. And I want to be able to get to the point where I'm able to sit back and watch what it can grow into from a spectator standpoint because to me that's going to be the most awesome thing Mm -hmm. to see something that you created blossom into something else and then you know not have to take six or seven months of my time anymore out of it on a year to have to do it because it's a very rigorous process and when you're doing constant things over and over again I got to have some time to rest man it's been it's, it's, (laughs) it's been an amazing you know a role creating these things so now you know i gotta figure out something else to do so when we stop doing these things we're gonna put something else on the plate we're gonna figure out something else new to do
0: well what you're talking about is energy management what you did to begin with is you started the momentum of it all by just okay here's the concept we're not going to sit on it we're going to mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. whatever happens happens mm-hmm. and we're going to grow from that yes. and you got the momentum going yes. then you have built it now you are turning loose of it um, mm-hmm. letting other people's energy drive it so it mm-hmm. grows and it's more than just your vision. Yeah. And you're opening up energetic bandwidth for you to absolutely. expand and do other things Fantastic. of, of the right. same things. So you're, right. you're managing your energy. Right. Yeah, so it's absolutely beautiful. And what else you're doing is you're also, again, reading from our playbook, because so many people think when we say hitting the road in Mississippi, all we're talking about are the artists mm-hmm. that are literally hitting the road, which we are, right. because that is amazing. Right. But the world is hitting the road in Mississippi. And that's what you were talking about. They're mm-hmm. at the restaurants and mm-hmm. gas stations. That, yeah. And they're here <clears throat> to interact with. Mm-hmm. The artistry of Mississippi. And so maybe speak to that a bit more about your encounters with those who are coming here to experience Mississippi and the art of Mississippi.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, One of the things that I found is that people who come here have a much deeper appreciation for what we do than even people who live here.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. So, you know,
2: we have, people that, we have right. people that are traveling from all over the world yeah. to come and walk down Ferris Street and walk past the blues markers. Yeah. We have people from all over the world that are coming here to talk to Bobby Rush, and they're coming yes. here to talk to Dorothy Moore, yeah. and yeah. these people, I mean, I remember being in the Czech Republic on tour, and I remember watching a concert of Bobby Rush in China while I was in Prague Oh
1: wow. and uh,
2: you no. know it was just the most incredible, it blew my mind watching Bobby Rush perform uh, in China and I'm in Prague watching him do it oh, sure. and you wow. know just understanding the place in the grand pantheon of things of where Mississippi stands yeah. with the rest of the world yes. we, we are revered you know, in foreign lands uh, because of the artistry that we have created, and those people hold us up in very high regard. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've learned that those people that are coming here they come here just excited to be a part yeah. of it, to walk past the blues markets and see these people and come to these shows. The they come are right excited started. about it. So, yeah, that's where it started. Oh, so, no. I think we need to figure out how to harness that energy and give that's that energy great. to the people who. Here, Uh, because I think again, because we're here and we're in it and we're a part of it, we don't get to see it from the vantage point that other people Mm -hmm. get to see it for the
0: trees, right? The forest for the trees thing. So,
2: you know, I think at the end of the day, that's probably our biggest challenge is getting people to understand who we are. And once you understand who Mississippi is and, and what our history is. you understand it's not what people try to make it out to be in the narrative that a lot of people try to paint. Mm -hmm. There will instill a lot more pride in the young people Mm -hmm. that are here because, you know, we're losing a lot of our young people due to brain drain because they feel like Mississippi is not the place they need to be or they feel like like they've got to go someplace else. But if they knew, you know, when, Mm -hmm. you know, the big topics are about, you know, what kids are being taught in school, but if they taught the history of music, and told people about, you know, how Mississippi is the birthplace of America's music. That's going to instill pride in
0: these That's what kid. we went in. Yeah, That's what we went out in.
1: yes. Yeah, yes. so you know, when you,
2: when you have these kids that are talking to their cousins or they're talking to their loved ones or classmates that come from other places and they're bragging about things, well, you can brag about the fact that Mississippi is the birthplace of America's music. <laughs> Absolutely. All of those, all of those Absolutely. artists that they talk about, they come from yeah. their cities and all of these bands and all of these yeah, musical yeah. landmarks that they talk about, you know, Cleveland has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame would not exist if it was not for Mississippi. Exactly. There you go. So, you know, the, the, yeah. the, you know having, you know, yeah. per capita the most Grammy winners of any state, you know, it's in amazing. the um, Like, you know, people need to understand that thing. So all those things that you see <clears throat> in other places, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, the, the Grammy Awards, all these other things that you see, you know what I'm saying, the Country Music Awards, the CMAs, all those things... All of those things literally exist because of people from Mississippi, because of Mississippi. So, you know, if you teach that and you tell people that, then that instills a different kind of pride in them to say, okay, I do come from a place that's important. I do come from a place where I'm walking on hallowed ground, and that is projected differently when you have that kind of confidence, but you have to have the people like yourselves that are willing to go out and kind of, you know, teach that and and tell that to the kids and let them know that you don't have to be ashamed to be from here. You should be proud to be from here. You know, all the things that you hear people say about us, all of that notwithstanding, You know, we are the birthplace of American music. We are responsible for all of this. So in a sense, we're responsible for hip-hop because, you know, the music that they used to create hip-hop in the Bronx was music that was created in Mississippi.
1: Yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? So uh, it, it goes way, way back, and I think it's important that these kids just know their history.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not from here. I'm from Illinois. I'm not from here either. Yeah. <laughs> really? Where are you from? Florida. Right. Really? Yeah. She's from Illinois. I did not know that. It's, so, what part of it, Illinois are you from? The very southern part, like looking at Kentucky. Like, put your foot in the water. Mm-hmm. You're in Ohio River. You're looking at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And, but I grew up playing, and um, I have people now who want me to move to Nashville, and I, can, I can't leave here. So right. This is this is what because <laughs> why supposed would you because why would
2: you have to? I tell people now.
0: Yeah, this uh, is what I'm supposed <laughs> to do. <laughs> yeah. This
2: generation of artists and this generation of music, they have more resources available to them than has ever happened ever in Mm -hmm. the music business. And you don't have to be in a particular place because everything that you can that you need to do, you can do right here. You can go directly to your fan base Mm -hmm. from your bedroom Mm -hmm. or from your office or wherever at the push of a button. Mm -hmm. You can get that music out to everybody. You can be Mm -hmm. visibly seen through content on social media. You can send videos to whoever you need to send them to in Nashville via email. You can do everything that you need to do from here there's no need for you to go to Nashville. At one time, if you were doing a country, yeah, you had to go to Nashville right. at one time. But mm-hmm. you don't have to do that now because mm-hmm. you can go to Nashville just like that by the push of a button. And you can get that there. Yeah. And, you know, it used to be that, you know, hey, we need to go to New York to do hip hop or we need to go to Atlanta to do that. Well, yeah. you don't have to do that now. All of that is available. You can do this. And if the music is good and the product is good and the presentation is good, it's going to get the same look that it would be if you were there in front of their face mm-hmm. in Nashville.
0: The understanding mm-hmm. Mississippi and what Mississippi's role in the world is mm-hmm. and how to touch the world you know, I can't leave Mississippi because that's I, I know I'm supposed to do that yeah. so yeah, you know, I can't leave for that reason and she mm-hmm. she can't go anywhere because I won't let her yeah.
2: I mean well you know I
0: see the because she's been doing it now for, for 20 years herself so she's not going anywhere
2: I tell people all the time I can't think of any other place that needs me more than Mississippi does.
0: Absolutely.
2: So, you know, in thinking with that kind of mindset, you know, there's there's no place for me to go. There's no place that needs me as much as Mississippi needs me Uh, to be here uh, right now. Like, no other place needs us. They've got their thing. They're um, doing their thing already. The place that needs us to be here is Mississippi. Exactly, so, man. you know, that's why I'm that's here. So and that's brilliant. why I pledge to <laughs> to, to yes. stay here. So I think it's yeah. important that, you know, we got to try to get that energy to spread out to a lot more people. We need a lot more people on this well, bandwagon. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what
0: else it says about us though? That Mississippi wouldn't need us if we didn't need Mississippi. Right. Cause it, it's, it's Yes, and so, it's
2: a give and take, are, it's, a give and take. Yes. it's a weird give and take But it's a give and take yes, <laughs> uh, You know, I can You know, I can talk forever about Mississippi music But just in wrapping up um, You know, I, I've been honored To have this conversation with you guys And I think y'all should continue to do it And I think those of us that are charged To be here in Mississippi, I think we should continue To do our due diligence To try to get everyone on this bandwagon as much as we possibly can from all different facets, whether it's not just the artists and the musicians, Mm -hmm. not just the venues and the promoters, but the politicians and the lawmakers Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the teachers Mm -hmm. and the schools and the universities, everybody needs to be on one accord for us to push this thing that is Mississippi being the birthplace of America's music. That needs to be the mantra that's in schools. It needs to be at the universities. Uh, Visit Jackson, visit Mississippi, uh, the city of Jackson, the city of Meridian, the city of Tupelo. Everybody should be saying Mississippi is the birthplace of America's music. We need to get everybody on one accord because that's how you brand yourself. That's how it gets branded. That's how Nashville got branded. That's Mm -hmm. how people were saying the country music capital of the world. Somebody just said one day Nashville is the country music capital of the world and everybody took it and ran and with so, it, and, it, is and, so it up. and if you right. go to nashville right. the mayor is going to say that the yeah. city council is going to say that the chief of police yes. uh anybody that's at any university in nashville yeah. they're going to say that nashville is the birthplace and the home of country music yeah. and once you get people on that one accord that's how you brand what it is that you do exactly. so uh right. you know my my last you know, a uh, piece to wrap up would be that we need to push that brand and we need to create that brand of Mississippi being the birthplace of America's music, and we need mm-hmm. to just keep pushing that home as much as we possibly can. Yeah,
0: hitting the road in Mississippi, the birthplace of America's, oh, America's music. That's yeah. it.
2: That's it. And that say, is, it that's say it with some absolutely. pride. Say it with
0: some Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. This was just amazing, enlightening, amazing. and honor. Yeah.
2: Thank you. So much. Thank you. I appreciate it. y'all for asking me to do it, and uh, you know, anytime y'all need anything, just let me know. But uh, keep supporting y'all. Keep supporting, and keep yeah. watching. Hitting the road, Mississippi, and uh, you know, this is going to grow into its own big thing in and of itself too. <laughs> as well, we are hoping so.
1: Lynn. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: And in the
0: meantime, y'all, we want you all to continue to do exactly what he said. We Thank want you to keep hitting the road
1: with us in Mississippi. Mississippi. Thank you, all. Thank you for joining us, and you can reach out to us at this email address, htrprb at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any ideas you might have about what we're doing or any suggestions about where we might go or someone we might interview. As we are hitting Hitting the the road in Mississippi.